0: It's showtime. Ask the Podcast Coach for March 11th, 2017.
1: Let's get ready to podcast.
0: There we go. It's that music. You know what that means. It is time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. And uh, joining me right over there, Jim is out on assignment from Colorado. Which means it's early where he is, the one and only Carrie Green. You might know him from Podcast Vacation or
1: PodcastFastTrack.com. Carrie, how's it going, buddy? I am doing great, Dave. Thanks so much for the invite to do this. Sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I was kind of telling him, I'm like, well, we kind of have a clue where we're going, but not really. And uh, <laughs> you just kind of grab on, white knuckle it, and hang on for uh, 60 minutes or so. But uh, if you want to. Um, if you want to have your question answered, number one, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. We have a chat room going over there. Good morning to the chat room. And uh, if you want to actually join, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join and you will pop into the Google Hangout and uh, you can always turn off your camera. A lot of people are like, I'm in my jammies eating cereal. And I'm like, it's OK. Uh, you don't have to do that. But uh, I found a very old clip. Here's Here's the thing. People always go like, how do you pick who's going to be a co-host? And Carrie's one of those guys that like we're both running in the same circle and I will see him and I'm like, hey, there's Carrie Green. And then he's like a ninja he disappears like I saw him at, at DC Podfest and yeah. I was like, oh, cool, I should hang out with him later. I've always seen him around. I've never really got to hang with him. And then I'll see him someplace. Else. I'm like oh, There's Carrie again. And there's Carrie again. And actually, I found a very old clip. Well, not very old, th- three years old. Uh, check
1: this out. You are listening to the School of Podcasting's morning announcements with David Jackson. And I'm Kerry Green from Christian Home and Family Podcast and ChristianHomeandFamily.com. I want to take just a minute to let you know a way that you can help David get the word out about the School of Podcasting. If you would go to iTunes and search for the School of Podcasting and leave a positive comment and a rating there for David, that will help him to get higher in the search rankings so that other people can learn how David can help them get their podcast off the ground. God bless you. Enjoy the morning announcements.
0: Back in the day. Back then
1: when I was a young.
0: (laughs) But we used to do that. I think I did one for you where I was like, Hey, this is Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting. You're listening. Such such." So that was uh, a little thing we called promo swaps back then, which really was because it's just kind of like, Oh, by the way, here's my show. And let me tell you how to subscribe. So there's a, a way that you can uh, help folks, um, you know, find somebody to do that with and get your voice on their show. And, um, I don't know why promo swaps kind of were like the, the rage back in the day. And then, and then they
1: just kind of like, Hmm, but, uh, um, maybe there wasn't much ROI from it. I don't know.
0: I just thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun way to network with folks and things like that. But, uh, podcastification is, uh, your show where you, uh, it's kind of a cool thing. You're the, you're the sponsor of your own show. And how long have you been doing podcast fast track?
1: Podcast fast track started in around March or April of 2013. Mm -hmm. So it, it's been a while now. Um, and then, yeah, go ahead. Well, I think because you, you obviously
0: that's that's editing for anybody who's not familiar with that you if you want to have if you just want to, like, record a show, throw it in a Dropbox and let somebody else take care of it. Kerry's one of the guys that can do that for
1: you. My question is, do you do show notes? Yeah, we do. Oh, we do. See, we did the audio editing and the show notes piece. We keyword optimize the show notes, all that stuff. Yeah.
0: Cause I, that's my, the bane of my existence. My problem is I'm always doing uh, show notes at like three in the morning. That's when you do not do that. That's where we are go. No, not yeah, a good idea. Not a good idea. That's how those typos uh,
1: fit in and things like that. Uh, well, it's not just typos. It's worse than autocorrect. Sometimes you get some bizarre things in there.
0: Yeah. You're like, wait, what did I say? Um yeah. but we do like to answer your questions. I have a I got a question. What I do is I go out and I um kind of scale the the different Facebook groups. And I should clarify cuz somebody said, "Dave, where's the Ask the Podcast Coach Facebook group?" We don't have one cuz there's about 50 of them already. Um there's one, there's Podcast Community, there's um I forget the one run by John podcasters hangout is another huge podcasters, Facebook group. Then I just go out there and see what people are talking about and things like that. And somebody threw out this question and I thought this would be a good one to make into a poll. And that is um, he said, what are, what's a good ratio for podcast ads? Uh, Meaning if I do a show that's 60 minutes long or 20 minutes long, like how many ads can i have in that mm. show so if you're in the chat room and just put a link in the uh, thing now if you're listening to this later key point listening to this later meaning not the chat room not right now go to ask the podcast slash 162 because that's where it will eventually be and you can uh, also chime in on that carrie what are your thoughts on advertising how
1: much is too much you know to me almost any is too much that's just a personal thing. I I don't like listening to shows that have ads. I like, for example, uh, I listen to Tim Ferriss a lot, Oof. and and I've got my uh, my pod player set to <laughs> skip the first minute and a half to two minutes of his show because it's all ads. And so I just I don't know. It's just a personal thing. I don't like ads. I don't like that model of monetization. But I know it works.
0: Yeah. If um if he split those out to where there was just like a 30 second one and then another 45 minutes and another 30 second one. Cause he and Joe Rogan do that same thing. I think uh who's the other guy, Um Jay Moore, like they will start mm. their show with like three minutes of ads yeah. and, they're, and they're all kind of the same thing. My favorite is one ad will be, you know, today I want to talk about such and such and, and the volume would be way down here. And then the next ad comes on and it's it's just, it's just horrible editing. It's just Jay Moore is, and I like Jay Moore a lot. So you have to be bad to make me tune out. But I remember once he was interviewing Sugar Ray Leonard and he said, who's the, who's the fighter that hit you the hardest? And literally he, he answered, he asked that question and it said, 15 minutes will save you 15%. And Uh, I, and it it just, there's no, and I'm like, if I'm going to do pre-roll ads, especially one that I host read, I would say something like, we'll get back to that interview in a second. Let me tell you about, there's nothing, there's, it's just wham. And all of a sudden you're like, I
1: was like, you know, over, over in the chat, Emily made a good, a good comment that I, I sort of agree with. She talks about the ad that's in her show is, is a minute or less and its host read, And she tries to make it entertaining. In that case, I'll suffer through an ad if it's fun. And if it's still the host's voice, but if I can tell the host is just reading a script and not putting any of their own enthusiasm into it, you know, I tune it all out. So
0: well, that was one of the things I had an ad uh, running on my show and one of the reasons I, I kind of canceled it. was number one, people knew more about the people I were advertising than they did about the school of podcasting. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, I need to talk more about the school of podcasting then. Yeah. And the other one is as I was, I was trying to make them entertaining and different. I didn't want to sit there and read the same bullet points every week where it's like, blah, 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 blah. blah. And then people are just like, yeah. And the skip, skip, skip. If uh, If you made it somewhat different, giving them a reason to to listen. And I just pulled that from Howard Stern. There are a bunch of people that are fairly famous for their blatant, just say whatever you want kind of ad as yeah. long as you hit the bullet yeah. points. But sure. that that also then became a lot of work to come up with something. It's like week 13. How do you make week 13 of the ad sound different than yeah. week one through 12? And yeah. um, there are, there was a show I used to listen to. I don't know if it's even still around. It actually wasn't a very good show. It was called webmaster.fm. And they had a ton of ads, but I would actually tune in for the ads, almost like the Super Bowl, because <laughs> their ads were usually tools and resources that I'd never heard of. And then yeah. they, they would be talking about something like SEO or something that was kind of like blah, blah, blah. And then it would get to an ad. And I was like, well, that, I've never heard of that. And I would write it down and yeah. go that route. But I'm with you. I think some people can overdo it. So,
1: and you know, if. If to to your point, if the ads themselves are unique, if they're not the same old Casper mattress thing, yeah, I'm much more likely to listen, and I may even click on an ad because it's it, it invokes curiosity, yeah, you know. But if it's the same old thing, I mean, like Tim Ferriss's, they're the same ads all the time. I just skip them, yeah. You know, I just I just um. It's like, once you've heard it, you've heard it.
0: Well, that's the know? thing. It's kind of funny. You say Casper mattress. I when when they first came on, I was like, Ooh, a new sponsor. Ca- I've never heard of Casper and blah, blah, blah. And I listened up and then it was like, after about tuning into another podcast and they're like, Hey, we have a new sponsor. It's Casper. And I'm like, Oh, apparently they're hitting all the big shows. Yeah. And uh, it was just like, Oh, here we go again. So it's, it's like uh stamps.com. I'm pretty sure anybody that's going to use stamps.com at this point, it's not like, well, I wasn't going to, but when I heard the ad for the 837th time. I decided to, to to
1: check them out. So, yeah, it's not seven touches; it's eight hundred and thirty-seven.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm reading a book right now. I don't know if anybody else would like this, but I do because I grew up here. Uh, it's about Cleveland radio. Um, there's a station I actually talk about them a lot. If anytime you hear me talk about radio, I said 100.7, and that's the home of the buzzard. And um, it's really interesting because number one, when I grew up. I thought this was like the cool that that the reason they were big is because they became cool. And I didn't realize they were talking about when they first launched FM radio was kind of like, nobody's going to listen to FM. There's no FM radio in a car. There's no, they're like FM. <laughs> they were literally were just blowing it away. Yeah. And I turned on AM radio yesterday and was amazed at just, it just, wow. It just seems like it's, It's over. You know what I mean? It's almost the same state besides Rush Limbaugh. But what was interesting is he said, and this is like in the early 70s. So I was I was a a wee lad at this point. But they said they would break for eight minutes an hour. And now and now there's a a drive time guy that uh, he's a sports guy on the AM radio station. And when you download his first hour, his first hour of his podcast, it's 37 minutes long. Which if you do the oh, math, wow. kids, that's 23 wow. minutes of advertising, which kind of why uh, when I saw that post, I'm like, uh, let's, what is what do you guys think? So yeah. let, let me go look at the well, so far we've had one person vote. So, yeah, <laughs> hey, guys, <laughs> chat room, wake up,
1: yeah. <laughs> drink, drink well, we your know, coffee. Yeah, you know, I was thinking back to the ratio thing on a podcast. If if a podcast had eight minutes of ads per hour. Yeah, that would that would just totally turn me off. There's, there's no way I'd be listening to that yeah. show very long. Yeah, that's where, um,
0: especially a lot of podcasts, one of the cool things about them is if you're doing a, a fairly long form <laughs> interview or a discussion or whatever, it drives me nuts that uh, there's a guy, the guy that is number one on the AM station, he's kind of famous for not following the format. Like if he huh. was in a, a rant or if he was talking to somebody, he was making a point. He wouldn't break for commercials or traffic and weathers on the 10 because guess what? It's Cleveland traffic. Guess what? Four eighties backed up, 90s back up the same way it is every single day. He was like, why do we yeah. have to report? On, he goes, if there's an accident or something, he goes, this is stupid. And he goes, and people are listening in their cars. They know what the weather is. They stick their arm out the window. So he was very blatant about this. And then new management came in and now he's doing he's religiously doing traffic and weather on the 10s. Wow. And, uh, but what he used to do is he would go for 20, 30 minutes without an advertisement. And then they would, they would just chock him full. He'd do like three minutes straight uh, cause he'd missed all these little things. And and that's when people would basically tune out, but yeah, he's another one where his content was, he, he was very much, well, he was, he was a listener. He was a listener that used to call into the radio station all the time. And they would call him Mr. Know-it-all Uh because he's really, really knowledgeable about sports. And eventually he, um, he actually, you know, got to do a, whatever a guest host or whatever and eventually became the, the host of his own show and just grew it. He's he's a pretty entertaining guy and he's got yeah. a really unique voice. Um, but it's it's sad because, you know, like I say, I, I my favorite that drives me nuts on that is um he they they will start his show. His name is Mike Trevisano. And then they in the middle of his show, they will advertise the Mike Trevisano show. And I'm like, I'm already here. You don't have to like advertise That's to go funny. listen to it because, well, I'm here. I just did a rant on this on Facebook. I, I've been playing around with radio a lot this week and I was listening to, uh, do you ever, do you ever play with Sirius? Have you ever done like a, a trial? No. no, it's, it's got a lot of music and things like that. But, um, I, I was in a car with my sister and my sister's a huge fan of the radio still. So I have HD radio cause it's in my Prius. And there's, yeah. you know, multiple stations and it puts the name and the people and things like that. And they did a lot of they on the same thing. It was an HD station. The only way you could hear it was HD. And three times in a row, they played a minute and a half, basically three 30 second spots. Advertising HD radio. The only way you could hear that commercial is if you were <laughs> listening. So it was driving me crazy. Um, yeah. Emily in the that's chat. Like,
1: re- that's like my clients who wanted to put their their website address on their show notes page. Yeah. And I'm I'm like, wait a minute. Why are you doing that? They're already there. Yeah. It's funny.
0: The only thing that would almost make sense of and it's it's so mm, don't know is when people scrape your RSS feed. I've seen people do that. They'll say this episode originally appeared on blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. But but I'm like, "Eh, yeah, I'm with you. Emily says uh, I like how Tim from my worst interview throws in a quick ringer in the middle of his interview. He doesn't do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just, Tim's a pro he's a, he's a radio veteran and he, he knows how to smooth it in and smooth it out. Yep. He's, he does a great job. And he basically just, cause he, he's doing that just for branding, right? He's yeah. not, he's not teaching you how to
0: use it. He's just like, Oh, by the way, this show is brought to you literally and figuratively by ringer and blah, 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 blah. Yeah.
1: He gets in and gets yeah. out. I love yeah, that. We do we do a similar thing on my show at the mm-hmm. intro and the outro. We mentioned the show, but it's just quick. Let's get into it. You know?
0: Yeah. Hey, the one thing I wanted to, um, if you go over to com, one of the things that I saw and I was like, Ooh, this could be a, a fun topic to speak about is you actually have a page where you say who you won't work with. And what I yeah. wanted to find out is cause anytime somebody puts a flag in the, in the, you know, in the ground, they draw a line in the sand. It seems like, I don't want to get into a political show, but it just seems like people right. are always ready to pounce. Yeah. As soon as you say an opinion, somebody's going to hate it and somebody's going to like it. Have you gotten any kind of flack from that? Cause you basically said, I don't want to work if you're doing well, can you kind of paraphrase what you will and won't work yeah, with?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, let me say this. First of all, m- my thoughts about that page is called my why page came from guess where Simon next book. Yeah. Start with why. You know, I had to get real clear on why am I doing what I'm doing? What kind of products do I want to work with? You know, that kind of thing. So since we are a service that's doing a service for others who are putting out a message, it gets really hairy sometimes because people are, promoting things or, or podcasting about things that I don't agree with, or I, I don't want to support. So I had to kind of put a a flag in the sand because uh, it got to a point where I was, I was putting out things I just didn't believe in. And so my, my page basically says, uh, we, we feel strongly that we need to, we being me and my team need to uh, produce things that are in accordance with our conscience. I mean, honestly. And so as a business owner, I have to do that. And, and it's, here's the things I won't support. Um, I won't work with shows that uh, bash marriage or uh, promote gay marriage. That's my opinion. Okay, that's, that's my belief. Um, I won't promote, you know, violent, things that are promoting violence, things that are promoting racism, things that are, and you know, we all have our own views on those things. That's totally fine. My view is if you don't like my stand, there are plenty of great podcast production companies out there who you can work with. Exactly. So so my concern when I did that was I'm going to get sued just like this bakery up in in Washington or wherever got sued for not doing the cake. You know, maybe I will. I don't know. Maybe we just put me on somebody's radar and I'm going to get sued tomorrow, but you know, I I don't care because I need to be true to my convictions and if I had to shut down the business because of my convictions because I'm getting sued, I would. It's you know I can figure out some other way to make money. That's that's not the issue. I've got to be true to who I am. So you asked the question: Have I gotten any feedback, any pushback? Um, I've had two or three or four people who, after reading that page, have have been on the hook as a potential client and have emailed back and said, "I don't think we're in alignment." Thanks a lot. You know, real kind, real nice. I appreciated that. Uh, To me, that's a mature person, somebody who can handle disagreements and still love each other. Um, But I did have one guy who. Uh, my feeling about it was he had kind of misled me about what his podcast was going to be about. And Mm. I'm sure in his mind, he didn't mislead me. Maybe I just didn't ask the right questions. That's entirely possible. But after I produced a couple of episodes, I, I had to just tell him, Hey, look, I can't agree with the things that you're, you're publishing and, and we're going to have to cut this off. You know, here's some people you could contact who could do the same thing. And he was really angry. Mm. Uh, But that's one out of about six people I've talked to. So,
0: see that's, a, that's what I liked about it cuz I thought to me a everybody's going to have an opinion and and I just love the fact that you did it cuz so many people are so worried about offending people and things like that and and I I think in the end most people don't have a problem if you have an opinion. So many people are worried about, yeah. well, if I start a, a podcast, you know, not everybody's going to like me. And I'm like, yep, you're right. Not everybody's going to like you. That's and, totally right. And yeah. that and that's OK. You know, in fact, if everybody yeah. does like you, you're probably doing a really bland podcast.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the reason I finally decided to do it was because I would get into too many situations where I was I could see I was going to have to cut this off after a while, mm. uh, you know, fire a client, so to speak, and I figured let's avoid that altogether if we can and if and if new clients coming in haven't read that why page, I send them to that why page because I want them to make the decision before I have to, so uh, that's kind of my approach on it
0: yeah that's and that's to me it's the best because that way you don't have to worry you're it's kind of a there are things like I'll give you an example um house of cards on Netflix is a really popular show. And in the very, one of the very first scenes, one of the main lead characters, I don't want to do a spoiler here, does something that's really offensive, especially if you like animals. Yeah. And they say they did that purposely because they said, look, anybody who's going to like this show is going to get offended on that. You know, if, if you like that show, you'll be able to handle it. And if you go, oh, my gosh, that's horrible. I'm not watching the show. They're like, good, because you're not going to yeah. like episode two if you don't like episode one. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty smart. And so they just define their audience. I was trying to find I did a uh, I've been doing a show called um, the podcast review show. And I cannot. It's an old, old episode back in like 13, 14, something like that. I was trying to find it. And I actually, at that point, almost quit doing that because somebody sent me a show that was just so over the top, blatantly, just let's just say offensive things to be offensive and see how many buttons we can push. And I was really like, OK, I'm done listening to podcasts. It was just that I just remember them talking yeah. about one of the one of the things they were talking about was masturbating in a funeral. And I was like, you're trying so hard to be just you know, yeah. edgy. Yeah. And, and I just like, Oh, this is, that's just cheap anyway. So at, that's one where I, I then put a thing like we reserve the right to not re- not review your show. And we'll refund your money in that whole nine yards. Cause that's a paid service where so I was like, because just some stuff I don't want to listen to. And I'm yeah. not, and I, yeah. I was having a hard time at that point being objective and saying, here's why I don't like your show. Besides this is just, you know, once you yeah. just look at somebody and go, your show is crap. That's not really constructive. <laughs>
1: Right, right,
0: yeah. <laughs> Doug says, hey, I missed where you discuss what platform you're using for the live shows. Uh, we're not doing FireTalk. That's why always, always, always ask thepodcastcoach.com slash live. Anytime you want to know where Dave is on Saturday, ask thepodcastcoach.com slash live. I almost thought about doing this in mm-hmm, TV, I think is a new thing huh. that allows you to have, you do it on Facebook and they have a and a Q&A. but I have, um, in the past six months, we've been on Fire Talk. We've been on Zoom. We're, we're using Google Hangouts. We started on Google Hangouts yeah. five years ago, probably at this point. Yeah. And we just kind of came back because, A, it's free. B, it works. We throw in the chat wing thing. And, um, yeah, I have um, – I forget the name of the webinar program I have. But this works. This is one of the things where it doesn't have the ability for people to easily join. But that's where I went. If, again, if you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join – you can jump on here and be in here live. And I just noticed over the last couple of months, very few people were joining us live when I was on fire talk. Mm. I mean, maybe mm. two a month, if that, mm. um, That's interesting. and a lot of people just like to do the chat thing. And, and when I kind of asked some folks, they said, because I'm in my, it's ten thirty in the morning, I'm in my pajamas. I'm eating my cereal. I don't want to be on a camera. Got and it. so I just kind of went, mm, okay. And why should I spend, you know, I think I just got billed for fire talk. I need to go over and, and cancel that. Um, <laughs> but I need to cancel that. I need to cancel my zoom, you know, and, and this whole show, Carrie has been an experiment. It started off with me at the very beginning playing with, um, uh, blog talk radio. Oh, wow. And then yeah.
1: we, so that's where all your posts came from.
0: Yeah. And yeah, the, yeah basically. And then <laughs> we switched, we've, we've always tried a couple of different platforms and, um, we were on Blab for a while. Blab was great. Blab was great for pulling people in and out. And that's where I, I really, we did get a lot of interaction over there. But for whatever reason, moving to, Fire, maybe because it was more obvious, because Blab had a big like join button where firetalk.com has a little picture of a camera. I think they made it a little more obvious because I have to uh, constantly over there. I would have to remind people all the time if you want to join in. Uh, click on the little button down there and you can do that. So I had a question here. This one's from Esther. Esta Fiesta. How cool is it when your name rhymes? Uh, yeah. says, hey, guys, how do you deal with long winded guests? I recently had a beauty entrepreneur on as a guest and why I wanted her to focus on talking about beauty since, you know, that's what the show is about. Uh, some of our answers got long and started focusing on the business aspect of her brand my listeners don't come to hear about running a business. They want to hear um, about purchasing your product will improve their beauty life. Um, and so she asked, what should I have done to a cut her off or B
1: redirect her to stay on topic? Uh, Carrie, any <laughs> thoughts on this? Have you ever had that happen to you? Well, yeah, it has happened on a number of occasions. And, and I would say there's a third option. C, editing. I mean, you can always just, if if you're willing to suffer, you can let them talk. And then just edit it to fit what you want it to fit. But given her two options, uh, I think A and B are kind of the same thing. Um, I mean, I, I don't have any problem cutting people off. And I do, you have to do it in a way that makes it sound like you're interested in what they're saying. And right. You, so you jump in to go, hey, hey, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question about that. And then you redirect back to whatever it is you want to know. So, you know, it's, it's less offensive that way, in yeah. my view.
0: That's what. Uh... I was asking uh, Eric K Johnson who does uh, the podcast talent coach once about this and he said yeah a lot of times you can you can kind of I don't know I don't want to say fake but basically you're faking it say oh hey wait wait before i forget to ask you this i definitely want to ask you this question and so you're interrupting them and then you steer yeah. them back another polite way that you can kind of hint is if i go if I was interviewing you and I go, hey, Carrie, to get back on track, if we're talking about audio editing. So you kind of throw it out there to like, hey, we're off track and I'm trying yeah. to, you know, to get back on the topic of podcasting, blah, 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 and, and steer them back. That's a polite way of saying, hey, just so you know, you're out of bounds. You know, yeah. let's, let's go back to that. Um, and then, yeah, I'm with you. See, because I've I've had people, especially if you interview people that are interviewed a lot, they kind of have their stock answers ready to go. They and, do. And I had one person who I really did not want them. They had a story that they told in every single interview I heard. And I was like, I'm going to do one that's different. And I might as well as asked him what time it is. And he went into a story and I was like, <laughs> oh.
1: and I just yeah. cut it out. I, yeah. just, I just, I had a, I had a client who had an episode the other day where she was asking very specific questions and I had heard her guests on other shows before. And I could tell they were just the canned answers just slightly reformatted to to sound like they were starting to answer the question but then they never did and that just frustrates the heck out of me um you know i understand talking points i understand you know publicists give them to you and say this will help you but i mean if you're if you can't be genuine that's it what's the point you know yeah
0: and it's i i feel especially like i know um So I don't want to bash him because I like him. I like his book platform, but Michael Hyatt does a thing every year about your best year ever. And all Uh of a sudden he just shows up, which makes sense. Hello. He's going to market that in December. That makes sense. But it just seems like everybody's doing the same interview. And it's like, uh, you know, it's like, I, I just always wonder, like, isn't there a way to, I don't know. Ask him about something else. I understand he's there to promote a product,
1: but yeah, uh, well, I think a lot of that depends on the host. You know, the host has to do their homework and come up with different questions than everybody else is asking and, and be really attuned to if we're getting off track from that question, well, let's pull it back and say, yeah, but I really want to push you on that. I want to ask you to, to share something news you know, I don't know how you'd say it on the spot, but you know, yeah. Uh, Push your guests if they don't expect that, then then something's wrong.
0: Well, from an editing standpoint, do you have clients that just say edit this to make it sound good? And if so, like when you're listening to an interview, what are things are there any obvious things that you take out?
1: You know, our clients, we, we set them up on a one to 10 scale to begin with and tell them, you know, one meaning no editing at all, 10 meaning every single thing you could do to make this a perfect interview and we have to have them define perfect you know, so they, so they put somewhere on that one to 10 scale, what they want our editing to look like. Then, um, as we develop the relationship with them and get to know their style, they get to know our editing, uh, they often will give us more leeway and say, if I have a guest who restates themselves six times before they actually answer the question, cut out the six times Mm. and just include the question. But obviously you have to do it with the right spacing. You have to do it with the right inflection of the voice. And, and sometimes you can't always cut out every single restatement. You have to leave one of them because just the tone is wrong. You can just tell it doesn't fit. So um, we want to make our editing as seamless and, and unbelievable or, or unidentifiable as right. possible. And so you, we do have some clients. I mean, I have one guy, he's so laid back. It's really funny because he's this high profile sales guy. But he says, just make me sound good that that's his editing criteria. Make me sound good. Make us <laughs> sound smart, you know, and it's great because it gives us so much latitude. And I think his show is one of the best sounding shows we do because we have the freedom to do what sounds best to us and we edit for comprehension and enjoyment. That's our criteria. So.
0: Nice. That's cool. Um, another quick question here. We get this one about every other week and I thought, well, it's, it's time to, uh, we'll, we'll hit it one more time. Um, and I forgot to put who said this, this was in one of the Facebook groups Uh, said, okay, spill the beans. What are some strategies to getting more subscribers? And he even says, if there's another uh, thread on this, give me the link. And I'm sure there are about 50 threads in every Facebook group about this. Kerry, do you have a, a formula or any general
1: concepts that you give to people? Yeah. My main formula is find out where your ideal listeners hang out and go there. Be friendly add value, uh, become their friend, really. And then when you have opportunity, you can say something about your show. But, but chances are, if you're being that helpful and you're being that friendly, people are going to start wondering, how does this guy know so much? What's this guy's show? Does this guy do, do something? And they're going to go find you. Right. Um, and it just takes one click on most social media places, you know, to click on your profile. And there it is, if you've filled out your profile well. So that's, that's my main thing. I mean, I'm go. sure Facebook ads would help. I'm sure all this other stuff would help, but to me going the genuine way and just becoming uh, a resource that that's beneficial to people is the best way. There
0: you go, my friend. I, I have to, that is <laughs> preaching to the choir, my friend. That's it. And and really, I think the, the problem is, I think we all want that. I, I think because we live in kind of a Netflix microwave society, we're, we're looking like, how can I get that 10,000 download switch and, um, it, it just, I hate to tell people, it just doesn't exist. You got to go out and work it and, 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 you know, do what you can to, to do that. But that always, I, I say the same thing, figure out who your audience is. That's number one, go where yeah. they are, make friends. Cause if you don't make friends and then you tell people about your show, then you're a big spammer. Cause nobody knows who you are. you just walk in, Hey, right. listen to my show. And they're like, what? Get this guy out of here. Cause I've been, I mean, going back way, way back. Uh, I remember once I walked into a forum, this is pre-Facebook. And it was a Facebook for uh, ex-DJs who had been fired. And I was like, oh, this no. is my target audience. And I walked in, I'm Dave Jackson, podcast is going to take over there. And went, I mean, literally, like, the door hit me in the butt really hard <laughs> as they uh, labeled me a giant spammer. So, yeah. um, But the other thing I said, and I got this from from Glenn Hebert, who does the Horse Radio Network, don't assume people know how to subscribe to your show. Sometimes, yeah. and, and especially now, I can say this, I don't think that... I don't know that iTunes search is bad. I did have somebody last night that I was working with and their podcast has the word nerds in it. And when you went into iTunes and searched for the word nerds, it gave you a ton of results. But at the bottom, it said less significant. Something shows do not appear. Oh, wow. And his show did not appear. Now, if you put the beginning of his show, it's called all access nerds. If you put in all access, they came up like number seven. But if you put in nerds, they didn't show. And this is a great thing. I just realized this. Um, I I affectionately refer to Podomatic as the devil. Um, I just, they're one of my least favorite podcast hosts. And this is one of the reasons And I didn't realize they were doing this. And I'm like, oh, now they are just, I just, you know, it's one of those. Stab yourself in the face and die. I'm like, if you go to their, if you go to a Podomatic website, and put your mouse over the iTunes subscribe link. In the bottom left-hand corner, you will see where that link begins with ITPC. And uh-huh. what that means is yes, it's a one-click subscribe. It also means you get zero as in zero, not a zip, credit for that subscriber. And we have kind of switched our thoughts from we all used to think that that rankings and reviews might drive you up the charts. We're starting to think more now, it's it's subscribers. Yeah, drive you up the thing, yeah. and this poor guy's been doing a podcast for years and has who knows how many subscribers. But according to Apple, he has zero. And I was just yeah. like, oh, that's that's just bad. So that's the other one. If if you're gonna, you know, if if subscribers drives you up the charts, make sure your your audience knows how. And I'm at yeah. this point saying, you know, even being in iTunes isn't really. A given that that's going to bring you a ton of downloads. You still have to get people to, to do that. And that's where having your own website and, and a link there will, well, yeah. but I was surprised when I saw that I was like, holy cow. Yeah. IT itpc. Oh, Doug, thanks for reminding me. Silly me. I jumped right in. Yeah. Last week, uh, Mike Howard from JPEG to raw. I wasn't here last week. I was at Podfest, And, uh, so Mike filled in for me while Jim was here. And, uh, so Mike, and if you guys want to get like knee deep into the weeds of serious video gear, go listen to last week's episode, school of podcasting.com slash one six school podcasting. Hello. What show am I doing? Ask the podcast coach.com slash uh, one six one. Doug,
1: thanks for uh, filling in. Hey Daniel, Daniel J. Lewis. Hey Daniel. He uh, asked a, a question here. He's saying, well, he made a comment. I wonder if podomatic uses ITPC until the user enters their iTunes URL.
0: That might be. Cause I know, um, I think PowerPress used to do that. If you didn't mm. put in your link, they would put in ITPC. And I'll have to see. I used to have a free account at Potomatic. I need to go in and look and see. Cause yeah, I just, I was really surprised that that was there. And that might be the case. And the other thing, whoever you're using for a host or whatever your, you know, whatever systems you're using, take time to learn your tools because they had a, um, they had their own WordPress website. And yet when you got there, they just sent people over to the Podomatic site. And I was like, well, you do know you can embed a, a Podomatic player and put it on your website, keep people there. Then you can make your iTunes
1: buttons that don't have ITPC and that whole nine yards. So, yeah, boy, you're, you're preaching to the choir there. I'm, that makes me so frustrated when I see a client or a potential client who has a, even a tab up at the top for a podcast, you click on it, takes you to a page and there's no players. Oh. You know, they send you to iTunes or they send you to SoundCloud or somewhere. Oh, man, you're just losing so much opportunity to engage your audience with you. And isn't that really kind of the goal, um, especially if you're trying to monetize and sell products or courses or, or coaching or whatever? Um, man, keep them on your site, for goodness sake.
0: Yeah. And and the whole play button is another one that I always scratch my head on, Yeah, uh, because I know some themes, if you have it set to just show the. Oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's not the whole post, but the abridged version or something like that. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, some themes won't show the player in your if you're in that mode. And I'm like, well, that's fine. Put one in the sidebar then. You yeah. Know, just put a play button so I don't have to search for it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Mike Dell from Blueberry says, PowerPress does not use ITPC. It puts your feed address in there. Yay. Here you go. I know it did at one point, but that was back in the day. So I'm glad to hear. I knew Angelo would be uh, fixing that. And then Doug says, I always go to the sites first to give a test list and do a new show. And if no player, no listen. Exactly. If you think about it, you go to the mall and uh, half the reason I ever eat chicken at the mall is because there's some dude with a plate going hey do you want one of these and i'm like what is it and he goes it's you know our chicken or whatever blah 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 yeah, i take a yeah. piece and i eat it and i go oh this is good and then i subscribe to the chicken i go over and buy a sandwich <laughs> um but if there's no guy with a plate i'm not sampling it i'm not buying
1: it so that's yeah, very much yeah. the same way it's a costco's philosophy man i i totally totally subscribe to that philosophy oh, that's it stuff.
0: Yeah, I used yeah. to go to the grocery store on Saturday just because it would have like about every other aisle you'd be like here have. So it's the new, you know, whatever mango yeah. pop tart. And you're like, what they make mango pop tarts. It's crazy. And then, you know uh, that whole nine yards, yeah. Doug says uh, possibly way off topic. There you go. Carrie, I told you, you never know where we're going to go. Um, yeah. uh, you do a great job engaging your audience with your shows, particularly your live shows. So here's the question. I'm a beer judge. Wow. How do you get that job? Um, mm -mm, I'm a beer judge and would like to help others learn and appreciate craft beer. Uh, So do you know of anyone using live show that does a good job with live shows in the craft beer industry? I do not. I know there are a lot of beer casts. Amanda Uh, from mm, something Adventures in Beer. She gave me a little pillow at Podfest. I know her, Amanda, and it's something adventures and beer. I think that's it. Um, and it's all about craft beer because I I felt bad. For the record, I'm not an alcoholic. Um, she was treating me like I was on AA. I, I just I'm just not a big alcohol fan. Period. It's it's by all means you want to have a beer, have one. I will have one occasionally. Yeah. But she went out of her her way to make a a little pillow with um a bear on it, and then it put she put deer antlers on it, so it was a beer because it was a bear with antlers yeah, yeah. and she's like i want to bring you a beer but not a beer and i was like well you could have brought me a beer i would have you know stuck it on a bookcase yeah. or
1: something and saved it like that but
0: i don't know any off Carrie. How i
1: don't are- no, me neither i don't know any in that niche that are doing a live broadcast of any sort um i you know i've heard a few podcasts about beer and craft beer and that kind of stuff but yeah. other than that
0: yeah. So that means Doug, the, the, thank you. The great beard venture. Thank you, Emily. By the way, Emily, we, we also need, uh, I got a lot of feedback from, uh, Emily on, uh, the last show we did kind of journalism one one I had a lot of people saying that was a really good episode and that's where yeah. I'm like, I just go, go thank Emily. That was all her. Um, so that was really cool that, uh, thanks for coming on the show last week. Um, But yeah, so Doug, if nobody's doing it, that means that one of two things, either A, it's a really good idea and you're the first one there, yay, or B, it's a really bad idea and other people have tried it and they've decided to quit.
1: So it is usually- And sometimes you don't know until you actually just give it a try. Yeah. So
0: And exactly. If somebody tried it and it didn't work, but that was back in 2012- there's a little thing called timing and luck that comes into play there too. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe people weren't used to watching a live show. I will say this about live shows. I like live shows. There's nothing more fun than getting instant feedback. Um that's the thing I really liked at Podfest was there are things I do in my head that I never know if they're funny or not. And so they gave my cat my cat won an award, best uh pet sidekick. And wow. They um they played clips of that I'd sent in and to hear people laugh that you don't know if it's working or not was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, that is cool. So that's, that's the advantage of live, but keep in mind, when you do a live show, there's a little bit of a technology going on here to, especially if you're mixing in music and things like that. Now you don't have to do that, right? You can do the new media show. Todd just flips it on and starts talking with him and Rob, but um, keep in mind, that um, it it takes a little more effort and only if you're like killing it. Like, what do we have here? One, two, three, four. Five, five, five. We have roughly ten people here. On some weeks, we'll have up to thirty here. That's still only about eight percent to to ten. You know, we get we get hundreds of downloads, but you might be doing a lot of extra work for a very small niche of people. Now, on the other hand, so then Dave, why do you do a Saturday live show? Because it's fun, and I like I like the interaction. Yeah, It's just something I've been doing. And uh, so, but just keep in mind. And then you have to do things like Tony popped in, right? Tony popped in. I don't know what happened to Tony. Uh, and he popped in, he popped out. So you have to be able to kind of, A, don't let things, things are going to happen. It, it just happens. And when you do, you refocus, keep on going, and you edit it out later.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's asking a follow-up question. Have you found live shows have helped you grow your audience?
0: Hmm. In in ways, hmm, I don't know, in terms of downloads, in terms of relationships, like Hmm. I was really happy to actually have Emily on my show because she's here every Saturday. It's cool when Mike fills in for me because Mike's here every Saturday. Um, So I kind of feel like I know these people a little more than my average user, my average listener, because I know them. But uh, by far, the school of podcasting trounces this show. In terms of downloads. Now, on the other hand, the school podcasting has been going on 12 years. This one's roughly, I want to say, four or five years, something like that. And this is a different style show. This show is a little more conversational. Um, We never I mean, I have a list of questions that we've kind of gone through, so I kind of know where I'm going. But a lot of times it's just based on, you know, what you guys want to talk about which at times is some people might like that style and other people may not. I did, if you guys want to do, I've been doing, um, the Dave Jackson two question challenge. And I'm really, if you guys want to do this, come on in. It's really, it's fun if you got the skin for it and that I've been asking people on the school of podcasting, if you listen to the show, what's your favorite thing about it so I can do more of that. And number two, talk about me like I'm not in the room and what do you wish I would change? And I've had some people that are like, I really, I like your show. I just love it all. And I'm like, okay, great, fine. But I've really been getting some interesting feedback that I was like, I never thought of it. And I had one person say, Dave, there are times when you talk about something on Ask the Podcast Coach, and then you talk about it on the School of Podcasting. And I went, that's a good point. Because what happens a lot of times is I'm, I'm actually, I'll get the idea over here. And then I'll bake it on Sunday because today's Saturday. I'll bake it on Sunday, put it back in the oven and come out with a, a more complete view of it. Maybe I'll do some research. So I'll get a spark of an idea over here and then I'll do the full idea on on Monday School of Podcasting. But and I assume that most people aren't listening to both. And yeah. um,
1: maybe not a safe assumption,
0: huh? Yeah. And he's like, you know, he goes to me. I just fast forward. and It's OK. And I was like, all right, I'll have to, to remember because there's something I would love to talk about, but I'm not going to talk about it because I'm going to use that for. school of podcasting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I totally get that.
0: Yeah. So, um, Mm. yeah. So at any rate, um, I think we had one other quick question here. If I go back to my notes. Oh yeah. Um, this is from CJ Mellon. And, uh, he said, I'm a huge fan of the podcast app, uh, overcast, which I am as well. Uh, they just came up with a new interface, which was a classic example of human beings hate change. Because when it first came out, I was like, ah, where's the delete button? And I had, there was this little learning curve, but once you got the learning curve, it's, it's down. They did bring back the delete button. Cause you had to like swipe and up and click to delete something. And if I'm listing something, I just want to be able to go, yeah, this isn't for me. Delete next one. Yeah. Um, but he said, I would like to add chapters to my own podcast. And he had a screenshot. And one of the cool yeah. things about the overcast app, you don't have to do anything <laughs> special. If just on your website, you put, Hey, at the 15 minute mark, Jimbo talked about blah, blah, blah. And you put 15 colon zero zero when you if you're subscribed and overcast, it will somehow. Turn that little time code into a stamp and it figures out where the 15 minute mark is on your show and it will jump right to that. That's why Mm -hmm. I love um, the feed with uh, Elsie and Rob and. Not that it's bad content, but I'm really interested in the Elsie and Rob discussion, which is after they do a bunch of promos and some news sure. and things like that. And and Elsie is well aware that there are many people that just go to the Elsie and Rob discussion. And I'll just click on it, pull up the show notes, click on the Elsie, because she'll have it right there. Elsie and Rob discussion starts at, and then she'll put the time code. And when you click on that, it takes you right there. And uh, the cool thing is you don't have to do anything to that. I know there are, um, Hanny has Simple Podcasts. I think is the name yeah, Simple Podcast. I think that's it. Um, that's it there's so many players now. It's like the cool, past, smart, passive player. Wait, start. Wait, um, he can actually did it. So we'll do it on your website. So if somebody's not in an app, it will jump to that part of the uh, the thing. But uh, that's the cool thing. You don't have to do anything about it. Uh, I just wish all apps would do that. And I know yeah. Um, yeah. Authonic just came out with a thing where they're saying you're going to be able to put markers in aphonic and i don't know if that's going to translate into you know the podcast app i'm not sure what
1: that yeah does. i don't know either
0: or if i have to if you have to use an m4a file for that or things like that but yeah. um
1: that's the cool but thing is i use i use uh pocketcast mm-hmm. is what i use and i was just checking it it shows timestamps in a different color but it doesn't it doesn't it make doesn't, them live uh, make them clickable no awesome um Unless maybe, you know, the episode has to be playing when you click on it to make it. I don't know. But anyway, I think that's a technology that everybody's going to get eventually.
0: Yeah, it seems to be on the rise that uh, every time I turn around, I know in uh, Hindenburg Journalist, they have chapter markers, but that's more, again, for kind of jumping to a part. And I think that was only I'll have to check and see I have to make one and see if that works with an MP3 because I, I know that's in their software, but because they yeah. do things, you can make an audiobook book using Hindenburg Journalist, and that's meant to, so you can jump from chapter to chapter to chapter. But I'm not yeah. sure if that works with an MP3 file. It didn't used to uh, in the past. The other thing I need to do, silly me, Wow, time flies when you're having fun is uh, we need to say thank you to our awesome supporters. So if you want to become an awesome supporter, you can go over to, Ask the Podcast dot com slash awesome and be an awesome supporter. And you can get to see Noodle Baby. Uh, that is yeah. part of the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> if you're a, a awesome supporter. So, folks like uh, Gabriel Mulrill over at Podcasting dot com, Josh Rivers from Creative Studio dot Academy, and Glenn the Geek from Horse Radio Network dot com. So, thanks to all you folks. There are plenty of other folks over there. Go over to Ask dot com slash awesome and, um, you can hear your smiling voice uh, or your, your podcast mentioned on this show. And we do mention everybody at the beginning of the month, which will be in a couple weeks. Yeah. So um, how's uh, –
1: yeah, l- 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 Can I throw something in here? Oh, absolutely. I, this just came to my mind since we were talking about podcast apps. Uh, just some things I've noticed, just little tips for people about uh, using your podcast app audience wisely, I guess is, Mm -hmm. is the best way to say it is, you know, every podcast episode, whether it's an overcast or pocket cast or whatever has a description section where you can swipe and you can find the description. Mm -hmm. Um, the links will be live. So be sure you include your links there. But what I'm discovering is one of the smartest things you can do is include your contact links at the top of that description. Because if people are on their treadmill or driving in their car and they're going to pull over real quick and find a way to shoot you an email or go to your website or whatever, man, make it easy. Just put it right at the very top before you do all your show notes and all that kind of stuff and, and just make it simple. Yep. Um. And and by the way, you can also include, well, in Libsyn any way you can. I don't know about other other places, but you can also include images. You can also include, you know, link, linked images. I mean, all kinds of cool things you can do. So keep in mind that is another form of your show notes that could be very effective in terms of a uh, call to action and things like that. And, and, and if you do that stuff, mention it in your show, that's Just it. swipe to the description on your smart app and, and do this particular thing, you know, whatever your call to action is.
0: Yeah. The, the one I used to do, and I'm glad you said that because it just reminded me like, Hey, you know what? I need to start doing that again. Is um, I have a voicemail number through uh, podcastvoicemail.com, which is just my affiliate link for Call 8. Um, But if you put your phone number there and people swipe, they can click on that, and it will call that number. So it's an easy way to to get feedback. Uh, Likewise, you mentioned the email address. Um, SpeakPipe kind of works, but SpeakPipe, they have to download the app first, and then it'll launch SpeakPipe. Um, But I love
1: the phone. if someone was using Google Voice, they could do the same thing, just include their Google Voice number.
0: Yep. Any of those will work. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and especially being a podcast to me, I always feel weird when somebody will send me a really cool story and they'll send it to me via email. And I'm like, this is yeah. awesome. It was really touching. Is there any way you could record this and send it to yeah. me? And, Cause it's like, it just sounds so much better coming from, from you than, than me reading yeah. your email. Sure. And I always feel like, uh, I don't know. It's like somebody giving you a gift and going mm, great. Can I get that in green instead of red? It's like, I, I don't <laughs> want to poo-poo on the idea, but is there any yeah. way you could record this instead? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, what's coming up
1: on uh podcastification. Uh, next week's episode. Uh, I don't know when it's coming out yet. I haven't got my system down <laughs> this week very well, but next week's episode, I'm going to be talking about, uh, having a pre-show checklist. Mm for you and for your guests in order to make sure number one, you don't miss things. And number two, your guests are not doing things that are screwing up your recording. So uh, I try to keep it fun and light and, and have real practical tips. So anybody that wants to listen, I would, I would love to have you have you join.
0: Yeah. Have you, I know you started using a coupon code in your, your show.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. At the end. Yeah just yeah. First month off 15%, 15% off your first month of service. Yeah. If you, that's you want to come to podcast fast track.
0: That's a, uh, a cool idea. Cause I do that the same thing for the school of podcasting. Yeah. And I'm amazed to see how many people use that coupon. Cause for me, the only place that coupon you hear it is in the podcast. That's not anywhere yeah. on a website. Um, yeah. And so it always kind of helps if people go, well, is it worth doing all the work of your podcast? I'm like, Oh yeah. When about 80% of the people yeah. that sign up at the school of podcasting use the coupon code listener,
1: yeah um, definitely so definitely. and do you do you also uh have some sort of a referral bonus that you'll give to people who refer people to you
0: i do i have an affiliate program okay. if you go over okay, so to the actual affiliate yeah cool. so i think it's right. i should know the school of podcasting.com partners i believe will take you over there mm-hmm. and okay, then cool. uh, you can go in you get a link it's an affiliate program you get a link and blah 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 and if you need a coupon yeah. code we can do that too the yeah, only reason
1: I only reason I ask is because that's where I get most of my new clients from is from client referrals that's you it have, Happy clients saying, "Hey, this guy's great and and I just tell them tell your friend that you're referring to tell me you sent them and, and nice. they get the discount right there so
0: beautiful and um let's go back we uh, let me refresh my page here. We did the little poll at the beginning here, and the responses are now. let me share my screen here real quick if I can remember how so I'm trying 80% this is it's a weird little graph one ad for every 30 minutes seems to be the um, the biggest answer with 80% 20% said one ad for every 20 minutes so Hmm. Hmm. one ad for every 30 minutes that's about that's I think that's where I would fall into play I didn't actually vote
1: Um, so it, look, it looks like most people are not as hard nosed about it as me and just hate ads. Most people don't mind it I, I, as long as they don't overdo it.
0: I think the key is it has to be relevant Yeah. for me. Yeah. I mean, that's when I'm like, you know, if I'm listening to a show about whatever, NASCAR and you're pitching something that has nothing to do, you know, where let's say it's um, let's go completely obvious. Let's say it's a, a men's health podcast. And all of a sudden you start talking about something that's Campons. Yeah. I like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was um and the the fun thing is, of course, with podcasting, it's really up to you because we were talking in a, on this one little gathering at Podfest, and I kind of threw out the fact that I'm kind of somewhat, and this is just my personal opinion, somewhat disgusted by this new uh programmatic uh, podcast, uh, podcast ads where they just stick them in. And it's usually like Geico and home Depot and big, big names, but I've done the math and it's like $2 per thousand
1: downloads. And hmm. to me, I'm like, you mean that the podcaster makes?
0: Well, wow. I, that's a good question. Yeah. And, uh, cause I haven't been paid yet. I'm actually using a system. I'm I'm testing it. But when I did the math, I'm like, that's $2 CPM. And I've always heard Todd Cochran on the new media show, talk about these ads are coming in at like three, $2, you know, $5 if you're lucky CPM. And I'm just like, and, and there was somebody in the room that said it's better than a poke in the eye. And I was like, to me, and again, in the same way that you have your opinion where you just hate ads, period. I'm like, I'm not going to put something in front of my audience that a, I don't think they're going to get any value from and B come on to, you know, like that's really, ridiculous
1: that's not worth it and i'm like once in one sense it's like you know is it better than a poke in your your listener's eye exactly that's how you need to think about it
0: yeah somebody going back to the thing about um when you have somebody that won't shut up yeah and and you you talk about editing to me i said um Anytime I ever have to put out a show and if I'm kind of going when I click publish, then I uh, yeah. there, I probably should have done some editing. And I just always use the analogy yeah. of a monkey flinging poo. And you are the person <laughs> between you and your audience. And it's up to you to swat that stuff away to make sure it doesn't yeah. land on your audience. And in the end, because especially if it's somebody you interviewed and if they're quote air quotes here, a big guest, you're worried about, you know, making the big guest upset. But on the other hand, behind you is hundreds, if not thousands of people that are your audience that are going to tune in every every week. And if you don't stop that stuff from getting on your audience, they're not going to tune back in. So I would much rather upset one guest than my whole audience. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, and I've had an episode. I did one episode. There where I was kind of like, I'm not sure if this is really I wasn't super excited about putting it out. And as I hit publish, I was like, I don't want to ever feel that again. Cause it yeah. was just like,
1: mm, it was just like, mm, not my really, Yeah, that's, that's the same feeling you get just about regrets. You have about things in life that happened that you just never want to go there again. Same thing. Yeah. You're putting out content. You gotta keep your listeners in mind.
0: Yeah. Uh, as we start to, uh, walk out the door, uh, I was talking about your gear here. Um, uh, if we, what is the big black thing and what did you make that out of?
1: This is a shock mount that I created out of PVC and little hair scrunchie tie things. I don't know what to call them. I don't wear them, but, <laughs> uh, you know, found it on YouTube and said, hey, that's a great idea. So I, I mean, and it, it works pretty well. Is there any way?
0: Guys. I don't know how, I don't want to mess up your, your studio. Is there any way you can turn that so we can look through it kind of like this deal? Oh, yeah. Yes, hair scrunchies sure. and. That's pretty yeah. cool because so there's is, hair
1: scrunchies back here and hair scrunchies up here and then little notches that they go in. It's done. Yeah. Cuz that's all this is. It's just
0: rubber bands and yeah, a thing. Yeah, same thing.
1: Yeah. Same thing. I just made it out of PVC. And I I I've, I've got a video to it somewhere. I can send you the link. Cool.
0: Yeah, cuz I saw that and I was like, "What is that? That's really cool." Yeah. It's
1: yeah. exciting. I'm a DIY guy. If I if I can build it and not buy it.
0: Oh, I'll there build it. I've seen people that have made um like noise-canceling things out of uh, sleeping bags and ladders. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and you just basically yeah. – you're under the ladder. Yeah. This big – it's like a big soundproof teepee made out yeah. of a uh, ladder. Yeah. Hey, then uh, he's back, which is awesome. Tony, hang tight. We're getting ready to wrap up the show, but we'll pull you into uh, post-show. But we are here every Saturday okay. at uh, 1030 at uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Carrie, thanks for uh, coming on the show. We can yeah. find you again at – Podcast fast Thank you so much. And yeah, uh, thanks, Dave. You can find me, and we're at, and for the record, Carrie, we're not really done. Um, you can find me at, uh, again, askthepodcastcoach.com and uh, sign up for the School of Podcasting at slash start. Thank you to the chat room. We'll see you again next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach. Yeah.